Hi, I'm Siggy, born and raised in St. Catharines, Ontario, and now living in the nation's capital of Ottawa. And I'm Jesse, born in Manila, Philippines, raised in Toronto, Canada, and schooled all over southwestern Ontario. You're listening to the Halo Halo podcast, a delicious mix of pop culture and the Filipino-Canadian life. Before we start our podcast, we'd like to acknowledge the lands we're podcasting on. I'm podcasting from the traditional lands of the Huron-Wendat, the Seneca, and most recently, the Mississaugas of the Credit River. And I'm podcasting from the traditional unceded territory of the Algonquin Anishinaabeg people. Welcome to our Taste Test episode, where we sample something fresh from the Pulp Culture Buffet, and then we'll tell you what we think. On this episode of the Taste Test, Siggy samples Living Hyphen, Issue 1, Entrances and Exits. So Sigs, let's get right into it. What did it taste like? The feelings that this publication evoked for me were plenty. And the best way for me to compare it would be a warm bowl of sinigang. Mm. When I was growing up, often when I was sick or cramming for midterms, this was a go-to dish in my house. My mom would give Mm. that to me. And if listeners, if you don't know, sinigang is like a sour and savory stew soup. It's composed of a type of meat or fish, vegetables, tomatoes, tamarind flavoring. There's a very tang to it. And you and I both know Kuya. It's served Mm. best with kanin. Yes. If you are sick. When I've had it, I always feel like that bowl, I get clarity. Whether I need to feel better, it clears Mm. my throat, clears my passages, I feel awakened. Or my mom is feeling me that, oh, my kid better not be sick when he's taking exams. I need to give him (laughs) a free, open mind. Mm. This warmth of a hot bowl would rouse anyone's senses basically because it's the perfect combination that it offers. Just the right amount of sourness and of course a slight spice of those other flavors from the vegetable fish pork tomatoes and the tamarind this publication even though in text and pictures arounds all of my senses and evoked feelings of home the canadian experience that are shared by many of the artists the authors the writers and poets shared in living hyphen justin abigail Yu is the founder and chief editor and she was searching for stories books arts music that calls into questions exactly what it means to be canadian that's why Lifen Hyphen was brought to life, to reshape the mainstream and add a nuance and complexity to Canadian experience. Mm, interesting and intriguing all at once. Was it worth the pop culture calories? I'll put it quite simply, yes. A synagogue feeds my soul. This certainly did too and was eye-opening. Mm, you gotta love soul in a bowl is the way that you've been kind of describing it here. It is. What did it remind you on the pop culture buffet? No, it's funny. I was going back and forth and... I would almost feel like this is like a live reading at a venue, like the Moth Podcast, which actually you told me about when I first started listening to podcasts. With the elevation of the Living Hyphen Podcast, which we just talked in our previous episode this week, there Mm. is potential for this text, for this podcast, to become an immersive experience in an art space. There are stories to be told, the art to display, to be shared among many. There are many similarities to where people are from. That is true. But the experience varies and it's so different. So tell our listeners, what did you appreciate about Living Hyphen Entrances and Exits Issue 1? So this publication, and right now, listeners, I'm giving you some sonic here. I'm I'm flipping through the book. (laughs) I have it with me. 
this book, this publication breaks down and goes into four sections talking about longing, non-conforming, reconciling, and bridging. So it's a mixture of all these authors, storytellers, talking about their, their Canadian experience. Some may be a Filipino, some people are South Asian, some are of different, different Bolivian, what have you. And it's all in this lovely publication, which... Jesse and I, it has been on our radar for a while, and I can't believe I had it only took me like a month ago to purchase it. So mm. I could talk for hours about this, but I'm just going to give you some highlights. So right. for the longing section, Living Hyphen is talking about the yearning for stories of home, how it's not a place, it can be a person and people, and what does it mean to long for a place and a person or another time in our lives in this way. There are right. many poems or like a collection of texts by someone named Mary Joy Pasqua, and it's called mm. Words from My Mother That Stand In For I Love You But Got Lost Along The Way. And it's just like text messages between a mother and daughter that we are familiar with. Right. It's just, that's just a snippet. There's so much more in this book. In the sex and section of nonconforming, and it's funny, nonconforming, it has, it's in brackets. When mm. we arrive somewhere new, we learn to adjust and adapt to our unfamiliar surroundings. We abide by rules to fit in, to get by, and eventually to hopefully to flourish. But do we? In nonconforming. There's an excellent text, a story called Waiting Room by Robbie Ahmed. It is a story about Robbie, who is trans, waiting mm-hmm. to get his permanent resident card. And part of it is he has to go to the doctor for some follow up information. And right. it talks about the hurdles. And I'm just going to turn to a page that in the waiting room. And he talks about the ordeals he has to do and the hurdles, the obstacles of dealing with his identity and how there's references to his previous. And all this to get the dream where he wasn't going to be shaken, that he needs to get his permanent resident cards, and all these other things he had to face, the disappointments, the things he has to do to change his name, to correct mm-hmm. it. But the, he leaves with a small paragraph, and I want to quote it. I cited minor disappointment. I would have to go through the process again at Service Canada to change it. And he's talking about his name. But that was a battle for another day. I refused to let it overshadow my joy that day. Nothing in life worth waiting for came easy after all. For him to mm. get his it, it's so powerful. There's an art piece by Arkil Varani, and it's just, why do we support underrepresented artists? And basically, right. it's a bunch of artwork at a mural festival in Montreal, and it's all post-it notes. And it, it just addresses of like this, this backdrop and people giving reasons why. Why do we need to support them? And some of the answers were simple, like, because it's 2017. Because girls <laughs> rule. Because we love you. On we believe. Mm. Art has no gender. Like, not right. only is it just little stories and poems, it's art pieces. That's why there's so much potential for it to be this immersive experience. And So cool. It is so cool. And there's so many more. I'm going to try to keep it short. There's one called Corrections, an art piece. And all it is is lined paper by Florence Yee just saying, but where are you really from? Repeated, repeated, repeated. <laughs> and it's saying Montreal. And she says, this photograph is a part of a larger notebook of emotional labor. It's filled with pages of copying down the countless times I've had to correct people in their assumptions and intrusions in my so-called background. Amazing. It's just, I, and you know, Kuya, I'm going to be seeing you this summer. Mm. You, I will be coming with your own copy. I will be buying one for you because <laughs> you need it. Uh, the third section is called Reconciling. And how do we make amends for our past and present? And Becoming Canadian, there's an art piece on page 76. Angel Ahulia, just suppose against the Peace Tower. There's a picture of the Peace Tower in Ottawa atop the center block of Parliament buildings. This artist took a family photo of 
grandmother as a new immigrant, and the various stamps mark her alienness and the faded border of an airmail envelope reminds us of the tenuous and fading connection between the homeland and the hostland of the newcomer. This is a personal mm. piece for me as it captures the stoic resilience of my grandmother, something which subsequent generations of daughters and granddaughters still carry in the negotiations in a diasporic space. Wow. It's powerful. It's What's great, and I just recently talked about the podcast, is the other part of reconciling is this Joelle Kidd talks about her almost recipes. And it's about <laughs> passing on the recipes. And yes, yes. it's not just technical. You need to boil a pot of water for this borscht. You need to have enough to feed a church. Wow. It's just passing on. And then finally, the final <laughs> section is about bridging. So we arrive at this destination. We're talking about these entries and exits. Is that it? Now what? As a hyphenated Canadian... There's an ongoing loop of longing, non-conforming, reconciling, right. and bridging, right. and going beyond. And there's a wonderful lesson called The Fight Lessons from My Homes. Michaela Pereira Bahard, and I apologize, Michaela, if I got your name wrong. She's from Bolivia and Canada, and she just shares her story growing up in Bolivia, between Canada, Victoria, Bolivia. She talks about her entries and exits of our, from her countries, and she says both her countries, from the ages 7 to 26, and that she's out there from these entries and exits from her home countries to fight the inequities within and between her countries in her current job. And it's just showing that this bridging is ongoing. And for that to be one of the last pieces, and then we finally end with just where are you from and you are here in the back parts of this, this publication. There's mm. so much in here. And I'm surprised I haven't picked this up before. It's just, it's eye-opening. I really love the way they broke it down. It's so much. I wish I could pass this through you, but you know, I'm, I have a copy. <laughs> I'm coming to you. I'm sure I'll get my own copy. Absolutely. I think, you know, what I'm struck by in terms of those themes is the tension or the growing pains that it takes to become, if yes. you will, this living hyphenated identity or right. a person who spans both worlds, which you and I both can agree with and have had lived experiences with respect to that. I, I wonder, would you sample it again? Yes, just in the context, too, that the podcast references the text. So you can mm. revisit the text. And not only you get to revisit the text, you're probably going to hear the storyteller talk about the text and the story yes. that they provide or the art pieces. I would love to take a painstaking look. There is a Canada self-portrait on page 117, and they talk mm. about everyone was asked to draw little vignettes or little characters of what it is to becoming a Canadian, whether it be like mm. people playing hockey, consuming Tim Hortons, and there's this blank space because we can't forecast. It's open up to right. you to yeah. make that journey. Nice. This is just a lead up. and. I know that issue two across generations is being worked on. I follow Justine. On, of mm -hmm. course, I think she follows us on her Instagram and living hyphen. I can't wait to hear more. If I'm this struck by this publication, I'm willing to put money down to get the next one. I'm very excited. Yeah, you've certainly got me intrigued. I can't wait to see it and I can't wait to see what comes next. And it's all its companion on their living hyphen podcast. To whom would you recommend this to? I'm going to keep it broad and I haven't been very... I haven't made any imperatives to people. I haven't been jokingly when I've given my recommendations. Have an open mind. You want to know more and expand your knowledge about the experiences on what it is to be Canadian. Do you want to challenge yourself and you're curious about hearing BIPOC voices to share experiences? This is the book to pick up. 
I'm going to share the website with you. You can order Living Hyphen at livinghyphen.com. It's not available in copy. They will direct you to bookstores. I got mine from the Octopus Books, the independent female-owned BIPOC mm. bookstores. I encourage people to get it. This is what this is part of our brand too. We, we're trying to share with people the stories and navigating that through that living hyphenation of being Canadian. I highly recommend anyone that, that wants an open mind to just see that, you know what, what does be, you know, the wedding right flag of Canada mean? And it means mm. so many different things to so many different people and it's it captured. Does. And I look forward to, uh, to many more issues to come. Wow. That is quite the Filipino soul in a bowl taste test. That's right. You know, a la Sinigang style, as you've earlier noted in terms of your metaphor for this particular review of Living Hyphen, Issue 1, Entrances and Exits. Wow, I can't wait to, if you will, dive right into it. So I think that takes us to the end, Sigs. I think you should take us out. Hi, folks. We are in our last two months of the Hollow Hollow Podcast Season 3. Email us at hollowhollowpopculture at gmail.com. The Hollow Hollow Podcast is available on all podcast platforms. Rate us, leave a review. You can find us on Twitter at hollowhollowpop and on Instagram at hollowhollowpopculture. Finally, we receive editorial feedback from Mary Beth Badian. Our musical theme is by Chel Turingen. We'll see all of you guys again real soon. Happy Filipino-Canadian Heritage Month. Woohoo! Woo-hoo.